Hello, let me welcome you to the Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Sockle. Welcome to Anal. Let's get to the bottom of this. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am here with a friend of mine, Walt Gaia, today, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about his home country and some of the things that he has grown up with uh, being taught and some of the understandings that he has of America from a foreign point of view. Uh, so getting started, Walt Gaia, you want to say hello? Oh, uh, well, hey, everyone. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say it, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah, it, you know what? That's fine. This is just real raw talk between two people. Um, I would call us friends, but we're probably more of acquaintances. Um, would you mind telling our listeners how we met? Uh, well, we met through this online game called Final Fantasy XIV, where we've been, well, playing on and off for how many years is it now? Almost a decade. <laughs> Ooh. So yeah, yeah, that's basically where we know each other from. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, and uh, from the game, from the little bit that I have, you know, divulged of my real life, uh, what do you know about me? Uh, not as much as I would like, I guess, or should. But okay, that's all right. All I know is that, well, you've always been a very kind person to everyone I've known. Um, Thank you. That you makes agree. you feel very nice. <laughs> well, very welcome. Um, and you seem very like... Um, active in making changes and understanding and all that i um, thank you that's that makes me feel really good i i agree with you yay <laughs> yeah i don't really want to go into too personal stuff but yeah uh, that's okay talks. we may get there we may not um i am going to be asking you some personal questions if there's anything you're uncomfortable answering feel free to pass will do all right so i'm going to start by asking you where did you grow up I grew up in a town in Norway, Northern Europe, called uh, Kongsberg. Um, yeah, medium, small town. Okay, well, and yeah. and as, what was life like there? Very quiet, very quiet. Like, um, no real huge drama of any kind, I would say. So is it more like a village, upbringing. a town, a city? No, it's more in the town part. I couldn't call it a city. Um, okay. spread out a lot of, um, across a large area. There's about 30,000, people. Okay. And um, when you were being brought up, were uh, any religious views taught on you? Do you practice a specific religion? Uh, not really, no. We do have like the state religion of Protestant Christianity. And it is taught okay. in school along with other religions and yeah. Uh, Okay, so where you're from, religion gets taught in school directly. See, in America, that's a no-no. Uh, yeah, they try to like teach all sorts of religion to get a broader perspective, I guess. Oh, that's fascinating. So even though everyone has that Protestant Christianity like base, they're not afraid to say, "Here's what other people believe, and here's what other people worship." Pretty much. Pretty much. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, how about your political views uh, for you personally and like in your country? Um, here in America, we obviously have our Republican and Democrat side. How does how does your your home nation work? Uh, we pretty much have a lot of different parties. Um, there are the big ones. Can you tell me about a couple? Yeah, sure. We got like the standard workers party, which is well, okay. for the workers, fight, uh, like 
going for their rights, all that. Uh, then we have sort of, yeah, parties just called basically left and right. Um, they're both Okay, left, and like, what does the right say. represent? Uh, the right represents more of uh, privatization. Um, how should I put it? They're, they're well, to say it like that, they're, they're pretty much like the rich man's party, it's called. Um, okay, I think it may be similar here. Uh, yeah, to some some degree. And then the left? Uh, more re- liberal. Um, yeah, they've always... So more like our democratic side as well. One, yeah, one could say. Now you said purple. What did you mean by purple? Oh, did I mention purple? Um, yeah, I think that... I think I might have misspoke or maybe the okay. voice isn't too good, but yeah. All right, gotcha. Um, so do you adhere to a specific political ideal? Uh... Not exactly. I'm not the most political active person <laughs> in any way. Gotcha. So, um, it, it just as an example, let's say that your country was to make a change in a law that directly affected you and many people that you know. Do you think you would have the capacity to become an activist and speak out for you and your family or your friends' rights? Good question. Um, I would hope that I would, but. Norwegians are kind of known for being complacent until like the cup runneth over to put it like that. So I would like to say that I would, but yeah, I couldn't really tell you honestly. Okay. Um, now, in your point of view, now I'm going to ask you a question, and I—it's never honestly dawned on me. But do you consider yourself a person of color or Caucasian? Um, where do you fall in that spectrum, if you don't mind my asking? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I would be what's considered Caucasian, white, okay. pretty Northern European st- standard to put like gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, in your country, would you say that there is a divide between different races? Um, would you think everyone... Uh, ha- I have no idea how it works there. I know how it works here. <laughs> yeah, um, a divide is a bit harsh, baby, but there are definitely differences. Um, it depends on where in the country you're pretty much from. Uh, more rural people will usually have uh, less understanding, I would say. Kind of hard to explain. Well, more. I think I get where you're would, going. Yeah. I live in a similar. I live in a similar area in America. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same deal. But I wouldn't say it's as huge a divide as what you're experiencing in your country at the moment. Yes. Um, now, what about um, sexual orientation? Um, the LGBT community is there representation for the LGBT community there? Is it less acceptable? Um, what do you know about that? Uh, it's become very acceptable. Norway was pretty conservative up until pretty much the nineties, I would say. Um, but at the moment, like, it's not really that much thought about um, what sexual orientation people. R isn't really that big a deal from at least most people. America, I think, right now is struggling with the idea of trans individuals. Um, me mm. personally, as a cisgendered gay man, I do not understand um, how they feel. Um, and I hope to talk to a person in the trans community very soon so that I can hopefully gain some insight for you know myself as well as my listeners. Yeah. So if I was to need to seek, say, political refuge because I am being systematically stripped of my rights as a gay man, do you think Norway would be somewhere I should consider? It's hard to say. Uh, 
Norway has pretty much had what one could what one would call close borders now for about thirty years. Um, which okay, really... so that's a big no then. <laughs> um, if, if your case for political refuge is what they would consider strong enough, then yeah, you would be eligible to seek asylum. Okay, but that, that would be is... a f- yeah. We have to make a very strong case, though, coming from the U.S., which is seen as a first-world country. With yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, currently, as a gay man in America, um, I feel as though some of my rights have been systematically stripped from my community over the last three and a half years of the current administration. Uh, and when I present people who support that side and that administration with that list, they tend to get extremely hostile and aggravated because they disagree. And then when you inform them you can't disagree with facts, then they get really upset. <laughs> yeah. I know the type you're referring to very well, yeah. Yeah, it's, it can get pretty explosive, but that's sort of what I'm doing with this podcast. I'm trying to create tools so people can have hard conversations and try to bridge the gap between human perceptions without perceptives, without hostility or, or aggression. Just no, we were not looking for any agreement, just looking for understanding here at the Anal Podcast. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. It does sound like a great idea, but uh, all we can do is talk about it and hope people hear uh, and listen and truly try to understand individuals from places or backgrounds that they don't understand. Um, which brings me to, as a Norwegian, what does America mean or represent to you as an individual? Uh, well, America's always been like where. Pretty much Western culture has been born for the last almost hundred years. Okay. Um, one would could say that, well, yeah, that we follow usually trends set in America, uh, American movies, music, culture, everything is intertwined now, basically, and globalized. Well, dare yeah, I say? Yeah, that's yep. Gotcha. Now, if given the opportunity, um, say I was to say, well, guy, I got one free American ticket here. You get to come, stay, be here. Would you be interested in coming here and being an American? Uh, Yeah. Like, is this sort of a uh, more of a like a trip or is it more of a permanent Um, For hypothetical sake, let's just say that this is your permanent american visa if you use it you can be here and be american and you can do what americans do would that be something you would be interested in good question um you can take a minute to unpack it if you want yeah because norway is a very very should i say privileged country i don't know but a very good place to be that's very hard to complain about even our small troubles when looking out at the wider world. So I don't feel any like that I want to leave in any way, but I do like to travel and be in different, um, experience different places, different cultures. Gotcha. So a visit, so, that's fine, but you wouldn't would be, be interested fine. in being an American. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, Now, here in America, some people think that we have this thing called institutionalized racism and others do not. Do you think your country has any sort type of institutionalized racism against any group of marginalized individuals? Uh, I'd like to say no in its essence. Like in the core, there's no 
real like institutionalized racism, but it's being carried out by individuals with certain points of view who are like in power. If if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. It yeah. does. I think that that's very similar to here. Um, if you, as a Norwegian, could teach all Americans, every single last one of us, a single lesson that we would actually listen to, what would it be? <laughs> that you'd actually listen to, uh, getting people mm -hmm. to listen. It it sounds cheesy and overused, but empathy is the thing. To be able to put yourself in someone's shoes and try to experience things the way they experience it is the way I see it, the pretty much only way anyone's going to change. I completely agree, and that is why I'm in the process of practicing some radical empathology to try to tune in to those that are around me so that I may not be agree with them, but I will at least be able to understand them and where they are coming from. Exactly, yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch off the uh, American topic here, and I'm just going to switch into something a little more personal. Um, what does the word sacrifice mean to you? As a Norwegian, as a cisgendered male, what does that mean? It would, to me, it would mean pretty much to give, well, to give something up, pretty much the definition of it is what I connect the word with. That you okay, give so something in, up usually for something. All right. And in your life, what is the hardest thing you've ever had to sacrifice personally? And why did you do it? <laughs> Very good question. Um, it's really hard to say that I've had to sacrifice almost like anything um yeah do you have a job i do so i guess you could well you sacrifice your time for your yeah. job do you think that sacrifice is worth it for what you make yeah i would say it is uh I that's good do have a job i like i have no quarrels going to job that's awesome i think a lot of people in america are forced to work places that they don't want to simply because they don't have any other option yeah i felt on that one earlier when yeah trying to go out get a job without any form of education you pretty much take what incredibly you incredibly difficult yep <laughs> that doesn't change i'm afraid uh can you think of anything someone has sacrificed for you well, the obvious answer would be, well, my parents, they've sacrificed they years of their, well, they basically sacrificed years of their life for my upbringing. How? Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, well, they've had to make compromises in like, uh, well, usually monetary compromises, I guess, and time compromises. Fair type of support. Yeah. So like, if they didn't, um, spent so much money and time raising me they might have been able to do a lot more that they wanted to do but had to then well i guess sacrifice that for me so I they guess. made personal sacrifices so that they could help you succeed yeah pretty much that's awesome that's amazing so uh, yeah. do you have anything else that you think i as an american male in america should know about you as a Norwegian male in America, is there any insight you think that you would have been able to gain from your upbringing that being an American, I just would have missed? Hmm. 
Even really if it's a, a Norwegian fable or uh, something you were taught as a child, any Norwegian sayings that ring pre pre predominantly true for you? Huh. Asking really good questions there. Um, I've thought about them. I've thought about this interview <laughs> for a couple days. <laughs> no, I guess it's the good old sappy, cheesy be excellent to each other I guess like if you meet someone with respect good smile uh, anything that's usually what you'll be repaid uh, treat so others the way you, you want to be treated yeah that kind of thing <laughs> treat that others is... as you want to be treated the golden rule I yes. think the golden rule just might be an anal idea um, but we're still mm. developing it. Uh, just you know, the anal stands for a new American legacy. It's just an <laughs> idea that needs to be thought. And if yeah. we can think it up and teach our children how to be better and they can teach their children how to be better, we don't have to worry about instituting change in the world we live in now. It can just be as it is. But if we teach our children how to approach uh, people with understanding in mind instead of agreement, I think that we can change the world here. I completely agree. And I think that's the only way you'll be able to change anything. I don't disagree. So that's why I'm starting this podcast. Uh, a lot of my friends, I'm asking them to come in and weigh in on topics that seem to be divisive in our current situation in this country. And um, having someone from Norway who has a totally different upbringing and worldview because of your surroundings, um, there may be times that there are some subjects that we would like to talk to you about. Are you interested in coming back and joining us once in a while? I'll try and answer as best as I can, but yeah, it's very hard to place myself in the mindset that you guys are experiencing at the moment. The, right, the right, and that's kind of yeah. the point. You're um, uh, maybe an unbiased set of eyes, maybe uh, an, an un-American set of eyes alone has to see America differently than we do. I, yeah, I guess. So, because me personally, all I know is I've, I've, my entire life felt the chains of capitalism holding me down. And no matter how hard I worked against the system, it was never enough for success. And it wasn't until I stopped participating in the system that I was able to achieve the success in America. And that's a real problem for me. Yeah, I understand. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything you would like our listeners to know before we wrap this up today? Um, I wish you all the best of luck in the yeah coming time. Thank you. Uh, I think we're going to need yeah. it. Uh, once this election's over, one way or the other, uh, I think things might simmer down a little bit, but we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yes, and I would like to thank you again for joining us today, Wilgaya. I think I've gained some true insight into you as a person and, and how you see us as a country, and I really appreciate it wholeheartedly. Thank you. I'm super glad to help, and thanks for having me. You're very welcome, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, you take care. Yeah, thank you. you All well. right, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. I would like to take this moment as I near the end of my fledgling podcast first episode to thank a couple of individuals who are very influential in this to me. 
I would like to thank Jerry and Tracy Polly of the Hillbilly Horror Story podcast. Um, you guys do great work and thank you for the inspiration. And I guess the Brohio guys kind of inspire me too, but eh, you know, whatever. I would like to thank you for joining us today, listener. I hope you have found something in this episode to help you understand. Please like and subscribe, and if this podcast is something you can get behind, you can find the support link in the show notes. Join us next time for more anal. Did we get to the bottom of that?